0: up this week a fine hello to all my fine people out there in podcast land this is the speaking of tangents podcast a podcast for you ears my name is jason
1: hey and i'm kj and in this episode we review our week with week in review where we talk air travel and the capri pants in another edition of Where in the World is KJ This Week? That sounds so weird when I say it. Maybe you ought to say it, Jason. KJ does not like to speak in the third person.
0: Nah, I'm good. But I will tell you about a segment called Minnesota Nice where we complain about all sorts of stuff. And then we'll play Do We Have a Guest? where we'll answer the question, Do we have a guest?
1: And we'll wrap it all up with feedback. All that plus several conversational tangents. <laughs> Hey, who let the dogs out?
0: In a week, Week. things happen.
1: Yes, they do.
0: And now, we'll review.
1: Yes, we will.
0: Those things that happened.
1: The things
2: that happened.
0: It's the speaking of tangents. Week Week in in review. Review. So, what is up this week?
1: Good is up this week.
0: All right. Is this annoying yet?
1: I survived another plane ride with minimal medication and no alcohol.
0: Uh What's minimum medication?
1: One pill per ride.
0: Hmm. Actually, a half
1: a pill, a half a pill per ride.
0: What, I mean. What's the size of these pills? Like a regular like advil size, or is this like no, you know horse tranquilizer size? no,
1: a little a little pill like uh, aspirin
0: oh, that's really good then
1: yeah i I did really well on the plane, and speaking of planes, I have to wish my stepdad a happy eightieth birthday Wow, and on his the reason I mentioned planes is he went on his eightieth birthday. his daughter got him a um a gift of a plane ride, like any of these private planes. And he got to, he's a former pilot, so he got to actually fly it for 20 minutes or so. Um, Oh, that's cool. And yeah, and so we were not present for his 80th birthday. So happy 80th birthday. He, he, um, he went, he was, he had just finished up a clinical trial for cancer and he was in that for two and a half, three years. And it appears to be, as close as to remission as you can get. So we didn't think That's he'd awesome. make it past seventy eight. So happy birthday!
0: That's great. Yeah,
1: it's really great. So he had a great time in the plane. I would not. I love him, but I would not get in that plane. It's hard enough for me to get on the commercial airline. <laughs> you
0: mean? You mean because it's a private plane, or because he would would have been flying the plane? No,
1: it, it, a private plane. I would not choose to go up on a flight for fun, just for a joy oh, okay. ride. That's what I mean.
0: So you wouldn't go up in like a hot air balloon?
1: No. No, Jason. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would not.
0: I somehow knew the answer to that before yeah, I
1: asked. Yeah. So yeah, it was uh, the plane. So where
0: did you where did you fly this week?
1: Ooh, we flew to Nashville. We went, okay, so my bro- you know my brother and his wife and their two, two five-year-old gr- girls live, right? Mm-hmm. My little nieces, yes. so they live. They live in Nashville, and I think it was about eight months ago. Whenever we found out that there was going to be this music festival down in Franklin, Tennessee, which I know you're familiar with that area, about what, twenty minutes south of Nashville, somewhere yes. close, somewhere it's not too far away. So they're going like to have southeast, southwest, southeast. One, the one of them. I I should remember since south. I drove there. I borrowed... I was going to
0: say, weren't you just there?
1: Yeah, but I don't do directions well. I mean, whatever oh. the app tells me to do.
0: <laughs> Are it, you like the people that... On the office? ...would drive the car into the lake? Yeah, yeah.
1: like Michael Scott. <laughs> because the
0: GPS told you to turn left, and there yeah. was a lake there, and you just said, I got to go.
1: Still one of my favorite episodes of The Office.
0: Yeah, that's a good one.
1: Um. So anyway, we, we find out there's this pilgrimage. It's called the Pilgrimage Art and Cultural Festival, Music, Art, and Cultural, something like that two-day festival and there are five different stages and Timberlake my boy my boy Mm -hmm. Justin Timberlake I think I found out about it he tweeted that he was gonna be um, headlining this and he was excited Uh, that was about eight months ago so we found out Nashville Timberlake we get to see my brother and family and go see Timberlake for a minimal price you know for minimal price from what you might normally pay for one of these concerts. We're right. going. So that's cool. why we went. And it was on Saturday and Sunday. My, my um, brother and his wife were kind enough to lend me their car, their second car for the day, both days. And we drove there because they didn't go to the festival. They were, you know, probably smart in that. Um, <laughs> because it was so hot. So hot, and I bet you know, too, For I bet Atlanta was the same way. Just 95 oh, yeah. degrees, there was no breeze,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, no cloud cover, a minimal cloud cover. It was really, really hot. It's um, still
0: basically the, middle of, the au- middle, like middle, middle of August here. It's that same kind of weather. It's ridiculous.
1: And it was that weather here in Minneapolis area, 90 degrees, but we weren't here, and we thought we would get away from it, but of course we wouldn't being in Tennessee. No, no. But so Timberlake was the headliner Saturday evening, so he was the seven p.m. show. The festival is from ten to eight, eight 10, 8, 10 to eight thirty. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't know what to expect, and we decided, well, let's leave a little early because we don't know what traffic's going to be like getting into this festival. Franklin's a small town. Uh, this festival is kind of on the outskirts of Franklin on a huge horse farm, and it's mm-hmm. the third year they've done it. And so we get in the car, we drive, and. We don't really run into traffic till the last road, Franklin Road, as it has it as, it, as it is, Franklin Road. So we get on Franklin Road, and then is where we stopped. And we probably stopped about 15 minutes total. And we finally get to the parking lot. And these festivals usually have two options. You can pay for an on-site pass, or you can just, you know, try, try getting an off-site, pa- off-site and see where you end up parking. Well, parking's important to me, and we didn't know where we were going. We didn't know anything, so we decided let's just splurge. And I think it was twenty or thirty dollars for the parking pass.
0: That's not bad.
1: So we, yeah, and it turns out that it was the difference, the whole difference. So anyway, we get to the they, they start, you know, with their little airplane sticks, the little orange things, the whatever they wave at you. They start waving us into the north parking gate, which is the first gate we got. So anyway, we parked in the very fir- front row. And we get front there.
2: Row.
1: Yeah, front row of the parking lot. We get there. We get there. We get our camping chairs out. We get our blanket out because we're, we're going to sit all day and watch festival. We're going to watch these, these acts, right? And we're going to wait for Timberlake at 7 p.m. So we get in line and it opened. The gate's open at 10 and there's maybe about 30 people in front of us. It's not. Wow. It, it's pretty. It's not that many people. And it's still a lot of people not there yet. We get in the gate. I guess there was a south gate too, and that is where most of the people, probably the people that did not have on-site parking. So we get it, we get it through the gate, and we're just kind of strolling down towards the stage, because the first thing that we see is the main stage. That's the close, we're at the closest gate to the main stage, so we're carrying our camping chairs and our blankets, and we're walking down. We're like, let's go check out what it looks like at the main stage. So we go down there, and we start strolling along. And all of a sudden we see these young girls sprinting past us. And they're wearing one girl's wearing a hideous JT shirt. I'm talking his face all over the shirt. Different faces. It's just the ugliest shirt I've ever seen in my life. And, I can see that. Yeah, and then I, I noticed later that one girl has a, she's wearing a tank top and she's got a JT tattoo on her arm and right below it is a troll. And I'm guessing that's. The troll that j. t. played in the movie, the trolls no, yes, she did. I took a picture i can I can tweet that picture out. It's definitely j t. tattoo
0: the youth of today what
1: yeah, but where you know,
0: have, where where did we go wrong?
1: I don't think she's that young. I think I'd put her at mid thirties thirty six maybe
0: well, that's youthful to me,
1: yeah, <laughs> me too, I guess. So anyway, we we finally get down to the stage, and we still, it just didn't click to us why these girls, we thought they really wanted to see the first act, Ruby Amanfu. We're like, oh, they must really love Ruby, until we saw the JT girls.
0: (laughs) I've never, (laughs) I've never heard those, those, you just made those words up. That's not actual words.
1: Ruby Amanfu? Yeah. No, she was really good. She was the first act to go of the day.
0: I've never heard of her.
1: She was, she was good.
0: I, I can see. But she's at a festival. She's playing at a festival with JT, but it seems...
1: Oh, yeah. There were a lot of acts <laughs> there that I'd never heard of, and she was one of them.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So finally, we get to the front of the stage. And you know those metal barricades yeah. that they put? It was about 10 feet away from the stage, and it basically indicates this is as far as people can come.
0: Yeah, it's barricades made out of metal, right?
1: Yeah, and there, it's like a little two to three foot If you can stand on the platform of the metal and it's about two to three feet higher, not feet, Mm -hmm. two to three inches maybe, yeah, maybe a couple of feet higher. So we get there and we, we just stand on that metal barricade and we're looking at the stage and we're watching these girls run down with their JT t-shirts and their JT tattoos. And we start talking to the girls on the other side of us to our right. They're from Chicago. We said, are you guys here for Timberlake already? Yeah, we're here for Timberlake. And the girls on our left from Rockford, Illinois, yeah, we're here for Timberlake. And then I f- we finally it dawned on us that if we're going to see Timberlake anywhere near besides the watching him on the big screen, we're going to have to stay there all day. So it's yeah. these young punks' fault that we ended up having to stay there all day. Well, we didn't have to. <laughs> I said I, to the Hall of Famer, I said, I can't, like, we're not going to stand here all day. This is, that's ridiculous. I'm not, I don't, I don't do those kinds of things. That's insane. That's not worth it to me. It's way too hot. And uh, I agree with everything you've said Yes, and <laughs> so the Hall far. of Famer said, are, y- are you kidding? You, y- you're going to regret this. You're standing right now in the front row. You have a spot claimed. You're going to regret. If you don't stay for this, you're going to regret. You're going to regret it. And so then our, ne- our new friends brought to our right and left said, yeah, come on, stay, come on, you can do it. We'll, we'll, we'll have each other's backs. And we did, you know, we, we, so we made a decision that we, uh, because we sort of just fell into it. We were learning from the people next to us that they were, they spent the night very close in a parking garage. They, they stood at the other gate because they didn't have on site parking. They stood at the other gate and they lined up around six in the morning. And we just come strolling in at 945 and happened upon these spots. So then we started thinking, you know what? This is a sign. We better stay for Timberlake, Because these spots realize, just sort of fell to us.
0: You realize you have just aligned yourself with crazy people, right? Yeah. That is not helping your no, decision this in is, my mind.
1: This is one of the most insane things that I've done for a concert or anything like that. Um,
0: so you sat there from 10 o'clock until what time?
1: 7 p.m. And the thing is that the people around us were, we turned into, you know, we had each other's backs. We took turns going to fill each other's water because we went through a ton of water because we were not about to faint up there after standing up there. It was just, the sun was beating down. We took turns. So when, when one person left, we got really big and saved each other's spots and we took turns eating our meals. We'd go sit in the shade. The girls next to us on the right, they ended up leaving around 2 o'clock. They're like, we can't do this anymore. They weren't even there for Timberlake. They said they just wanted to see what it was like because they wanted to do it tomorrow for J- Eddie Vedder. And I'm like, no. If I, you're not there for Timberlake. If you just want to see what it's like, you need to go to the festival. So that's what they ended up doing because it was too hot for them.
0: But So, wait a minute. Was it Pearl Jam or was it Ed- just Eddie Vedder?
1: Just Eddie Vedder. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was good. But we didn't end up watching. For Eddie Vedder, we sat way away from him in camping chairs, and yeah. we could only see him through the big screen. But So we had to change our whole plan because the chairs weren't allowed up in, in that area. Blankets weren't allowed in that area. So we, uh, took, we went and took the car. One of us took the chairs back to the car. Luckily, we had such a close parking space because some people were rocking you know, up t- upwards of two miles to get into the gate. And it was just really lucky for us, and I owe it all to the Hall of Famer. I end up saying that a lot, by the way, <laughs> just in general. And it was worth every minute, and it was worth all the sweating and the hot and the sunburn. I was close enough to him to see his chin hairs, his sweat yeah. dripping from him. I could even make out his tattoo.
0: Oh, and I saw the picture that you took. It was great. And Oh,
1: I took many pictures. I really pictures. appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I saw the one you posted on Twitter. I really appreciate it because I got to see what he was wearing. Which is the I mean, which was the greatest present you could give to me was to have that picture of him in those what you called capri pants? I didn't but call them capris. Not sure.
1: Fitzpatrick called them capris.
0: Oh yeah. It, I, he they looked, were it was almost like yoga pant capri pants. They looked like like, okay. like jogging pants, like sweatpant material, but they were capris.
1: Let me tell you like what they late. were, because I was 10 feet from him, so I got a really good look at what he was wearing. Also, okay. he looked right at me. He, we made eye contact, JT and I, and me, whatever. Okay, now
0: I know you're crazy. He,
1: he looked right at me.
0: Well, you're in the front row.
1: Yes, he looked right he at me. Well, I'm sure. He looked
0: at everybody else in the front row, too.
1: Yeah, but he didn't look at the people in the second row or the third row. No. And I got a picture because to prove in the front it row. of him looking right at me. Anyway, he was wearing the the capris or whatever they are. They were they appeared to be dress pants until the very bottom. Then they had that loose, elastic type material. Yes, and I I tweet out that I you know it's a wonderful day and JT was awesome. And the first response I get from John Fitzpatrick is something (laughs) like, "Yeah, but those capris." And yes. then all of you unbelievable people have to rip on the guy for his clothes. And here I am trying to enjoy my moment. And you guys tried to get me, but you didn't get me. I don't care what was. I don't care what Timberlake was wearing. In fact, I didn't even notice his capris. The only thing I noticed about him was, "Oh, he's get at least he's going to be uh, he's smarter than the other performers all day because he's wearing uh, sort of shorts, pants, capris. He's not wearing hot, hot pants like the rest of the performers were all day.
0: Well, he might have been cooler if he was wearing hot pants. <laughs> and honestly, hot pants might have been better than capris. I- I'm just not a capri kind of guy. Um,
1: well, neither am I. So,
0: yeah. I think from the t- response on Twitter, most people are not capri people.
1: It sounds which like Which makes it. me
0: wonder who these pants are for in the first place.
1: They're for him, I guess. You know he has his own well, fashion line.
0: Yeah, believe me, I know. And I bet um, you
1: those are from his line.
0: Probably. And yeah. that's a mistake. But the it's, it's the Dwayne Wade, Russell Westbrook, Westbrook kind of situation where <laughs> some of the stuff that Wade wears, like before games, I, it makes me think, because I think he's got his own fashion line or something, design stuff. It makes me think he's like, let me see how many fools I can get to wear these ridiculous looking clothes that might be. by wearing them to a game. And he's, it's a prank on everybody. Because I mean, that's honestly, that's probably something that I would do. So I, I don't, I can't get past the pants. Or I'm sorry, I can't get past the pant.
1: The pant, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> it's in the hat.
1: Oh, I love it when I love his fedoras. He's
0: he's, he, he's like a hipster character came to life.
1: I'll have to just tweet. I'll just have to tweet more. I'll have to tweet a picture every day of his yeah, sure. his outfit that he was wearing. You know, he did a benefit concert for Charlottesville the next night, and he had capris on again. Hopefully they were different. Maybe, hopefully he washed them at least.
0: Well, I, I'm sure he wears a pair of pant once and then throws them away and has a brand new one if he has his own clothing line. They make probably 100 pairs for him, you know.
1: Well, more. maybe, but I don't think he's that wasteful.
0: He married an actress.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! He was outstanding. You guys can say whatever you want about his outfit. I don't care yeah. what he's wearing. He could be. Oh,
0: he's good. I know. I, I, I'm just. I got to pick on him because it's, it's it's so ridiculous. I mean, he's he's talented. He's very talented. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't go see him in concert, but I wouldn't go see many people. Um, it's just. I think he has a little bit of that child star mentality, kind of that. Um, hangover child star hangover is what i'll call it from being basically a child star you mm-hmm. know scooped up yep. from nowhere and thrown into a boy band um which was you know orchestrated by by an old man who may have had you know ulterior motives to all of this certainly was yes greed motives but maybe something even worse than that um anyway he he has to have some sort of uh hangover from that era because you don't not many child stars get out without being having their sense of reality and celebrity and stuff warped, even if it's just a little bit. And I think he's probably adjusted as well as anybody could have, but it's still got that little bit of something there that it's like. I mean, you marry an actress, you wear capri pants and a you know hipster hat. It's <laughs> something. Don't
1: forget the bandana saying, around his uh, around his neck.
0: Uh eh, bandanas. Better than the hat and the pants.
1: He had a, he had some red... I think they were Adidas shoes on, or not. They were white, but then they had a red tongue and a red back. That's cool. So he's tying that all together.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's... I'm sure he has... If he has his own fashion line, he probably has people on his team, his entourage, that design stuff for him that, like, pick out all his outfits. I mean, I'm sure he approves it, but mm-hmm. he probably has stylists and stuff that travel with him everywhere.
1: I'm sure he does.
0: Which, I mean... I, do what you want. It's just way different from me.
1: Yeah, way different from me too. But
0: and way different from most people. I mean, yeah, yeah it, it, that's what I'm saying. The child, the child star, kind of. And like I said, I think he's done well to escape most of that. But there's still the part of that that's still there is what I like to pick on. Otherwise, he's great. I, I think he's very talented. He is, and, and I'm very glad for you that you got to see him that close up because I know it's cool. When you see someone that you, you know, like, like a music actor, or you know, like a play or an actor or whatever, you see them that close doing their thing. It's it's awesome.
1: Um, It was it was beyond fabulous. I was so happy. Like I was on cloud nine. I don't even know what I was tweeting. Hopefully I wasn't too annoyed. Annoyed. I was just <laughs> so happy. Uh, but you know what? It was no. We had
0: fun. We had fun making fun of the pants, so it was worth it to us too.
1: It was fun for me to. I knew I. Who knows what you guys would say? It's Timberlake, <laughs> but the the capri pants are a good a good way to go about it. Uh, oh yeah. You know what? The people.
0: I'm, oh, I'm never going. I'm never going to pick on him for talent or doing anything like that.
1: Uh, we were on the right side of the stage. That was where you could stand if you had general admission. On the left side was a sort of a area cord- cordoned off for VIP people. Our Ooh. VIP, eight hundred and fifty dollars or so people. those tickets were.
2: Uh uh-uh, uh,
0: I'm not wow. paying
1: that. So this was my the best chance I had at this kind of festival, uh, that, to luck into that spot and to pay. Yeah. I don't remember what we paid. One hundred and fifty dollars. I can't remember if that was for not eight hundred and fifty dollars. No, I think <laughs> it was for one fifty for both days, or maybe it was one fifty each day. I don't remember, but it was well worth it. And I'll never have that chance again. Yeah. And so oh, yeah. dreams do come true, Jason. And he looked at <laughs> yes. me.
0: Dreams come true for me, too, that I got to see that picture up close to the Capri pants.
1: <laughs> but yeah. So it, let me ask you this. Okay.
0: Let me ask you this. So uh, you paid to get in, mm-hmm. it was a lot of people. It was an all day, two day thing. Yes. They had food and stuff there, too. Oh, yes. And music and like culture stuff like yeah like they had like an art like bar they had a craft display. beer
1: bar uh craft mm-hmm. beer barn yeah
0: did you um get tricked into going to a fair is that <laughs> what this is
1: there were no horses or birthing barns okay uh, there were no animals there was an art it was there was a section for artists and local artists which was pretty cool um we got. The the first mm-hmm. day I just explained that we did nothing but go to the bathroom, get refill our waters and get the closest food. I ate one time well, you know, that first day.
0: Wow, that's a lot to be standing outside in the sun all day. Well, we did have I mean, some that's, snacks. That's not much eating is what I mean. Well,
1: we we did bring some snacks with oh, us. Okay. We had in our bag which you weren't supposed to, but you know what, we're rebels. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So,
0: so did you did you eat a bowl of dough while you were there?
1: No, they didn't have stuff like that. Well, actually, no, they didn't have any cookie dough, but they had ice cream, and and we didn't even see the food trucks the first day. There were food, there were regular old you know old school fashion of um, actual booths for food, Uh, not Mm. booths, but just a table where you can go get stuff. And that that was really close to where we were standing day one. So day two, it was really a tale of two days for us. Because the second day, we didn't care about being up close, really. We wanted to go see the acts that we wanted to see. So the first day, I was. we were also lucky enough that there were five acts that came to that stage that we were standing. And we got to be front row for all of them. And three yeah, of that, them that we makes, wanted that to see. Yeah, that makes it see. okay. Yeah, three of them we yeah. actually if wanted you to just- see.
0: If you'd have stood there all day and nothing happening until seven p.m., Ugh, I would have, would have said been, you're insane. Yeah,
1: that would have been really brutal.
0: <laughs> yeah. So um, that's that's with with five other acts. That's okay because that takes up you know that's the majority of the time you're standing there. Yes, basically.
1: it does. And trombone shorty rocked it. Trombone oh, yeah. shorty was so great. Yeah, he's and cool. this band called Shovels and Rope. They, yes, I've heard of them. They're a duo, a husband and wife duo. They wore yes, they wore blue um, pullovers like you see. I have I have them that I use in the winter when I'm shoveling and stuff. You, it's not a pullover. What's the word I'm looking for? A um, poncho? No, uh, a suit, uh, a big suit that you put on. Uh, co- uh, what coveralls? Coveralls.
0: Oh yeah, that makes sense for them.
1: And they were wearing that, and they I'm and that was in the middle of the heat. I couldn't believe they were wearing that. So the, again, Justin's capris were a good choice as far as I thought because he's got some breeze. Also, I think I tweeted to John Fitzpatrick, "If I had those calves, I'd wear capris too." <laughs> so
0: nobody should wear capris. That's that's my stance on that. Well, I nobody.
1: I also tweeted that there's no there's no reason for me to wear capris. I might as well wear long pants because I'm so short that it just looks like <laughs> somebody. <laughs>
0: you, you buy capris to make them to make it look like you're wearing regular length pants. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, shovels and rope was outstanding. Trump Show show. Yeah, I've was heard a lot of other stuff. And so, the next day, though... Who else? Okay, the first... That stage, I already mentioned Ruby Amanfu, Mm -hmm. She's sort of a soul R&B. She's done a lot of collaborations with with, um, different artists. And she was... uh, So, it started out with a band called Steelism. And they were... They're a Mm -hmm. Nashville-based instrumental band. So, they played a few songs on their own. And then, Ruby came out and they played for her. Mm -hmm. And then, Shovels and Rope came... Um, I don't think this is exact order, but then the Shadowboxers came out. They're they're a pop band out of Atlanta. I don't know them. Um, they've gotten a lot of uh notoriety from Timberlake because Timberlake discovered them after he saw that they posted a cover of his song and he lo- one of his songs and he loved it. So he's oh. just recorded some songs with them. So they have really taken off. Trombone Shorty, of course, yep. from New Orleans. And walk, walk the Moon. Walk the Moon. And
0: that sounds familiar. So
1: Walk the Moon has this really famous song. And I always thought Walk the Moon was pop because of this song. Shut Up and Dance With Me.
0: Mm, don't know that.
1: Shut up and dance with me. Da, da, nope. da, 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 da. So that's the song I know them for. They're, it's really poppy to me. Well, they came out and they're, they're hardcore rock. Like hmm. this guy had a mohawk and he was wearing all black and Doc Martens, black Doc Marten boots. And um, at one point, he ripped his shirt off and the girls went wild. So much so that the girl behind us decided that she should take her shirt off too. Um, What? Yeah, she took her shirt off. She She was really into Walk the Moon. She left. After Walk the Moon, she left. She didn't stay for Timberlake. She was only there to see Walk the Moon. And Walk the Moon was the last band before Timberlake came on. But they were really kind of, they were rock. They were using tons of synth, uh, a lot of effects on their mic, and he was just screaming. It kind of reminded me of a really tame version of Ozzy.
0: Well, tons of synth is not rock to me.
1: Well, that's true. It was kind of poppy, but also rock. they like the Killers? I'm not familiar enough with the Killers to know.
0: Oh, that's Somebody Told Me. But I know, that's That's, the only song
1: I know by them. I guess they're kind of like that, yeah.
0: Every single song of The Killer sounds exactly the same to me.
1: And that's this is kind of how it was for Walk the Moon. They were fine. Okay. I mean, they're just not my type of music.
0: Yeah, I'm not into that. The
1: only two acts that I we missed that on Saturday that I wish we would have seen were was Gary Clark Jr. and yep. the, the Avit Brothers. Those are the two we missed on Saturday.
0: Yeah, they're okay. I I think there's better versions of them out there.
1: But Sunday, we went to... Now, Sunday proved to be just as challenging in that there were more acts that I wanted to see on, that we wanted to see on Sunday, but Mm -hmm. they were so overlapped that I didn't feel like I could see them and get to know them. And then I had to go to the next act. So I only would see maybe three or four songs and then I had to go. So that was kind of interesting in that it turned out that the day one, even though I had to stand for whatever, how many hours, nine hours in this baked in the sun, having the front row experience and seeing the entire set was More satisfying to me than going to the other stages. uh, Oh yeah, that's always the
0: problem with the festival. If you 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 make a mistake, if you don't pick uh, two or three acts that you absolutely want to see, that are that have some time in between, or that you that don't overlap, because what you'll end up doing is exactly what you said, where you just walk around and you're like, oh, I heard two songs from them. I got to go to the next place. That's yeah, I'm not. I don't. I'm not into that.
1: I was really impressed by um, a band, or I don't know if it's a band or just one guy the main singer was definitely one guy but the ba- the name of the band or the guy is langhorn slim he's americana folk rock he was very good excellent
0: mm, that that sounds like a americana music name generator named his band
1: <laughs> maybe and then pokey lafarge if you've <laughs> never heard of pokey lafarge i don't think you'd like his music jason no but i really liked him he was good and then that also
0: sounds like a name generator
1: well, Pokey was his nickname I saw on Wikipedia when, when he was a young boy because he was so slow at doing everything that his mom called him Pokey. <laughs> um, and then we saw Mavis Staples. She was outstanding. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, she's good. The Revivalists were as a rock band. They were really good. Mm, and then Ryan Adams. Never heard of him. You've heard of Ryan Adams.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. Mr.
1: Negrelli's get- favorite. Yeah, he's all right. Uh, he was really good. I I wasn't familiar with most of his stuff, which is why I took to Twitter a few weeks ago and said, "What are your favorite albums by him?" because I wanted to I knew we were going to see him. He was really good. And then Eddie Vedder yeah. was good, but we didn't stay for the whole thing because Yeah, the, I don't
0: I'm not in I'm not into Vedder solo stuff. He
1: was he was good, but people were I would say that, you know, he he was the second headliner and he had the, as big a crowd as Timberlake or maybe just a little less. There were 25,000 people there. This festival sold out. Hmm. And uh, you didn't realize how many people were there in the front row, but the next day I definitely did. Notice how many people (laughs) were there walking around. So it was a fantastic time. I've got that one and done under my belt. I do not need to go back to one of these festivals as long as I live. But uh, it was was a lot of fun. Fair, festival, whatever you want to call it. Okay, enough about me. Anything happened with you this week? Not really. (laughs) You can't top Timberlake and Capris? I'm
0: going to stop recording.
2: Before you hit the button,
1: please do think twice. Try a slice of Minnesota nice. Okay. So I was made aware of a post on the TK Little's Facebook page, the, the TK Little's fan. I think it's Loyal Little's fan Facebook page.
0: Okay, so you were doing your daily scroll through, hourly scroll through Facebook, right? So you were on Facebook.
1: The the minute, the ev- up to every minute scroll. Okay. No, I was Refreshing made... Refreshing it every minute. Okay. I was made aware. I'll just say that. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, the,
1: the poster, I won't mention his name because the name doesn't really matter. I'm not bringing it up to call out anybody, any specific person. But his post... But
0: you know who you are.
1: Yeah. His post is a perfect it's a perfect example of the type of stuff that inspired me to write that Minnesota nice song. He, Mm -hmm. he posted a meme of Al Bundy holding a finger gun up to his head and pretending to shoot himself, you know, in the head. And then Mm -hmm. he inserted the words, when you find out it's a Liz Clark Tuesday. Now this, for those that don't know, Liz Clark is a, Regular contributor to the TK Show, a writer for the Washington Post, and she covers the Washington Redskins. Mm
0: -hmm. And she's great.
1: And she's fabulous. But
0: great on the show, great in person. Just her writing is good. Just in general, everything I've ever seen her do is is great. And every now and then, she she's super nice. Mm -hmm. But every now and then, I'll see her like reply back to someone on some idiot on Twitter that's trying to give her a hard time about something, and she does it in you know the most straightforward nice way without you know a, she disagrees with people and it's even nice and right. she does it the right way please
1: accept my invitation to unfollow me <laughs>
0: yeah something like that <laughs>
1: um but th- his posts spawned many comments um from people disagreeing with him and then uh, he would come back and say well he just hates her voice it's whiny and you know she might be a good writer but that doesn't make her a great talker especially about the NFL he was very very you know sure to very quick to say it's a it's about the NFL um i think he once said i don't need my sports reporters to be charming if you're on the radio or a podcast be good at talking um so i think his what he's saying is he thinks it takes her too long. she mumbles and 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 stumbles and takes her too long to form her thoughts, and he just wants her to go so mm. someone and I think it was Jen Babish called him out and asked him, "You know you do realize how sexist and ridiculous you sound right um and And he said he came back and, and made it clear that it wasn't sexist that he likes to talk he likes it when Jeannie and Tory talk. And if they want to chime in on sports, then that's fine. <laughs> um, but he—he he just wait would, a minute. I know that's yeah. Wait, okay, go ahead.
0: It sounds like to me everything you've said so far, knowing nothing about this, because thankfully I'm never on Facebook. And yeah, well, you're lucky. Every every time I hear about Facebook ever, makes me go Phew, uh-huh. Don't regret that decision ever. I'm glad. I'm glad I never signed up for anything on there. Yep. Um. It just seems like to me, from what you're saying, what he's saying is, women are okay, just don't tell me about football. Right. Which is is sexist. That's uh-huh. the definition of sexist.
1: Yeah. He, and then he would come back every once. So he would come back every once in a while when someone would make a comment, and he'd always just repeat, "Just because you're a good writer doesn't make you a good talker." She takes too long to make her point, etc. Her voice is whiny. And at one point, he said, "It's the NFL, not Olympic curling." And what? I didn't even know what that meant.
0: I, I, I don't have any problem with her voice. And I think I agree with just because you're a good writer does not make you a good talker. It's two different right. things. Right, absolutely. But I don't, I, I disagree with everything else he is, you've said he has said. Okay. So I, it, this, this totally seems to me like women stay in the kitchen, don't tell us about football because it's the manliest of sports.
1: Yeah, well, let me wrap it up with this. Again, someone, someone posted, I have no problems admitting that I love the sound of her voice. And he doubled down and he said, but not for NFL insight, maybe a knitting class or bedtime stories.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, but he's not sexist
1: at all. At all. You know, he he may (laughs) have just said what
0: the word sexist means.
1: Yeah. He may have well just said, I don't want to hear women talk about my manly
2: football. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Here's
0: here's the idea. Football's a dumb sport. Yep. I played football as in high school and, you know, before that Pop Warner, all that stuff. It's, it is, society and culture and everything has changed in the past 30 years. Even people who used to be like, yeah, we're going to, you know, let's see all these giant hits where people basically almost got killed in the NFL. That was a big thing. Even now, people are like, oh, this concussion thing, it's changed stuff. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, yeah.
0: I would never let my kids play football now. Oh, I've heard a lot of people. I mean, come on.
1: Yeah, I've heard a lot of my friends who have kids say they would not let their kid play football lately. And that wasn't the case 10 years ago, even five Mm -mm. years ago.
0: Oh, no. And I love, I love the sport of football growing up. I can't really even watch it anymore. No. I have difficulty watching the games now. Yep,
1: I agree. Okay, I'll wrap it all up. I got three points, and I actually wrote them down before I started this because today, oh because gosh, you know yeah, how I get, I get flustered. You, you told me that when you get mad, you just go. When I get mad, I can't focus, and I lose my train mm-hmm. of thought, and then sometimes I start crying. And so, Well,
0: you know, that's because you're a woman.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know what? Just say it already, woman. Stop thinking about it. Just just t- today, Junior. You're
0: so emotional. You yeah. should get back in that kitchen.
1: <laughs> so he, he, fi- he responded, look, I don't care what anyone else says or think. I made and posted a funny meme. Okay, three things. One, that not is funny, not a off. funny meme. Mm-hmm. I'm someone that does not find anything humorous about the fake shoot yourself in the head joke. It's just not something I find funny. My extended family has dealt with suicide and it's extremely painful and I, just making jokes about it, it's not funny to me. I realize that people think that that's a, I get the idea of the joke, it's just not funny to me.
0: Well, I mean, none of it, even the actually, the, the other part, the stuff he wrote, not funny. I mean, no, it's not.
1: It's not funny. No. Okay, number two, the guy definitely cares. He, he definitely cares what people think. And
0: yeah, otherwise he wouldn't try to defend himself. He
1: wouldn't try to defend himself and he wouldn't post it because I remember six or eight months ago, this same dude posted a very similar thing about not, you know, not liking Liz Clark, can't stand her voice. He got the same type of comments and also accused of sexism back then. Hmm. He did it again. So you know he knew what he was gonna get from it. You knew you knew that someone he knew when he posted it that people right. were gonna react. So don't give me this you crap know? that you don't care.
0: Do you know who the people who are who really don't care? Uh, Me, yeah, because they don't post anything anywhere. They don't post anything on Facebook. And that—that's the good people segue. who don't say anything or just be like, "Who cares?" This is a <laughs> good mean, segue
1: because this is my third and final point about this, and then I'll get off of this. Okay. How about you not post anything if you don't care that's about exactly what anyone right. says if or thinks? If you really things, don't care,
0: don't post anything.
1: Why don't you just keep the negative and pointless? I would say pointless crap off the internet, people. I, not just this dude. I mean, come on. Again, he can dislike yes. her voice all he wants. And and he yeah. can delude himself if he wants to that it's not sexist. Because in in this case, I do believe it's sexism. Because um, he's saying it's only when she talks NFL, okay? You, at least be consistent if you don't like her voice. But it's only when she talks putting the, NFL. Putting
0: the knitting in there is yeah. the, come but on. Just because Who he doesn't to... like it doesn't mean. He's just mean... trolling people.
1: Uh-huh. And he doesn't. He, if he doesn't like her voice, it he doesn't mean he has to post it. Post about Mm-mm. it. And people say, oh, well, you know, it's a free country. Yeah, it's a free country, and he has freedom of speech. Yeah. yeah. But freedom of freedom also means that you can choose not to speak when you have to, when what you have to say has no point other than to bring someone else down.
0: With great freedom comes great responsibility. Yes.
1: And rant. <laughs> to I quote mean, Spider-Man. come on. And then, <laughs> Going Sorry. back to my, going back to my, uh, festival. Langhorn Slim. I wrote this down when he was singing it because uh, it. I just loved it, the lyric. I took out my phone, I got my notes app, and I wrote it down on the spot. Here's the lyric: Life is confusing and people are insane. True. Yeah, it was a good song too. True.
2: Yeah. All right.
1: I- thanks for letting me get. I just the point is, if you don't again have something nice or. It doesn't have to be mean. It can be mean if it's const- if it's constructive. It's not constructive. What's the word I'm looking for?
0: Um, constructive is the word you're looking for. Okay, If it's constructive, constructive criticism, it's okay to Thank say you. it. And yeah. that's not mean to me because you can say, right. if you're saying it in a constructive way, it means you genuinely care about making the situation or helping the person, mm-hmm. making the situation better or helping the person. Right. And if you're really doing that, it comes across. Now, how you say something is... Often as important, and the timing of when you say something is often as important as the content of what you are saying, which I have had to learn over years, and I'm still, you know, dealing with that a little bit because I have the, the tendency to say everyone should speak truth all the time and tell people if something that they're doing is wrong or you know is doesn't is not a good look for them. Like I would say, don't wear capri pants on a stage. Well, I knew you're going to bring it. The back to the that. thing is, well, I'm trying to help him.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is but the problem, and, and that's my, my my issue is I often get into that. I'm trying to help you. You should listen to me and I don't always know the best thing, mm-hmm. but it's often ourselves that we see the things that need to be seen last. Yes. It's the person the person who's experiencing it and who's living it from our perspective, it's often hardest to see things where you could, you know, change and improve. It, little things, big things, everything.
1: And it's important. It's important to have constructive criticism sometimes.
0: You have to get to know someone and they have to get to know you before you can give constructive criticism exactly you have to have build that relationship yes. that base that at least at the very base level before you can start giving somebody constructive criticism so to put something on the internet about someone you've never met or don't know to a bunch of people that you've probably never met and have very minimal relationships with is a mistake in my opinion, so yeah. if you're going to crit- and and then to back up and say. I'm just looking at this from a logical standpoint. And then to back up and say, well, I didn't mean anything by that. I'm not sexist, blah, blah, blah. I'm not this, I'm that. I, I, I don't care what people think. No, you do care because you wouldn't be trying to defend yourself. You wouldn't be posting anything to a group of strangers and basically, quote, unquote, strangers in the first place. You, you would just say it to people that you know. I mean, I say stuff to my wife and my friends in person, and which is basically my wife. That I would never say to another individual because I know she understands where I'm coming from on things.
1: Right. You've got I that. can say
0: things to her personally, like to give her criticism, constructive criticism, and she to me that nobody else can.
1: Yeah. It's just, so, it's about knowing when to say something and when it's yeah. important, when, it, when what you have to say has some actual point, has some, will help yes. someone.
0: Yeah. I don't think what he's saying is helping anyone, first off. Because I think most people disagree with him.
1: And I don't think, I think that's his intent.
0: Then to, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, Obviously not. Because then you back it up with, well, I don't care what people think. Mm-hmm. That is the coward way out.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because it, it, honestly, if you want to say something on the Internet and you genuinely don't care, throw it out there. I don't care.
2: Yep.
0: But then don't back it up and say, well, I don't care what you think. Because you know what? If you don't care what they think, you don't even have to care. You don't even have to say, I don't care what you think. You just move on and ignore exactly. the comment. You
1: shouldn't have to say that. And to me, the whole sexism piece in this is secondary to the idiocy of posting something that has no point. I mean, just to- So p- you're uh, basically
0: saying everybody on Facebook.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it has no point, but to, in all, the only point was to bring, to, to bring some negativity to Liz Clark. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. And it could be anybody. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, if you can't say yeah. something constructive, shut up.
0: Yeah, if you're going to attack somebody that's a regular guest on Tony's show, I mean, go after the obvious one.
1: Yes. Oh, people were talking about Selyza in that, in that yeah. you know, I feel the same as you do, but with Selyza, not Liz, you know, that kind of stuff. The other thing that I know is irrational is that I like to think that all littles are nice people and that nobody has any, you know, but it's just not true. There's a lot of littles well, out I- there.
0: I will say this. I've said this before and I'll say it again. The majority of people in this group Mm -hmm. of online, as far as online communities go, it's very, very positive. And most people are intelligent and thoughtful and have some sort of wisdom and some sort of, you know, caring about other people um, and really, you know, want to build relationships with other people, even at the, you know, Facebook level, Mm -hmm. which is very shallow. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's far beyond any other internet group or, you know, online community that I've ever been a part of or seen from the outside or heard about. So it it, it is, and you want to think that, but you're always going to have a few people who are just like, you know, you know, causing problems. So
1: yeah, it's whatever I'm, I'm, I'm done end of rant, but come on. <laughs>
0: I had some terrible experiences with um people in general this week too, by the way. I
1: was just going to ask you, do you have any any uh people to rant about or any things to rant about this week? You know, we've had well, some anger um, and we have some anger these past few weeks.
0: I spent like way too much time this week on the phone with ADT customer service. You know the the alarm security company? Yes, yep. Cuz I'm upgrading my alarm system and just just the condescension now in general from about half of the people, customer service people, I get on the phone is ridiculous. Was it a robot I thought, am I, again? Am I taking this two person? No, this is actual person. Okay, all right. So we went from robots condescending to actual people. I, it just the just the 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 stuff like, well, you know, you didn't you didn't answer the phone when we called to do the you know to to confirm the appointment, and I'm like, you oh called the wrong gosh. number, and they were like, well, that's not our problem. You you must have given us that number. I'm like, no, I didn't. And she was like, really? we well, just have to schedule, schedule another appointment. And just never, there's no service in customer service anymore. There's no, I'm sorry, you know, let me help you figure this out. I'm here to help you. It's, what do you need? Yeah, what so do you need? So I can get off the phone with you. Spit yes. it out,
1: it, woman. Sorry. It's,
0: <laughs> well, I'd, if she'd have called me woman, <laughs> we'd have had a problem. <laughs> yeah. she's obviously not paying attention.
1: Yeah, that'd be really bad, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah. You're talking about somebody talking to you. Yes. Have you ever heard, of, have you had anybody call you woman in a condescending way to your face only, or on the phone?
1: Only the Hall of Famer, but that's totally, you know. Well, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, joking. That's, yeah. That's yeah. That's not uh-huh. No, I have I haven't. mean, like for real. No, I have not. Or lady, for instance. Not neither one of those.
0: Yeah. That, that would be bad. Yeah. That would be bad. customer service, me. customer service in general, just just awful lately. And I don't know what has happened. I mean, I know what has happened. Our society has gone from, hey, we should at least try to pretend to be nice to people to, I don't really give a crap about you anymore, and I'm not even going to try to hide it, even if I'm being paid to care about your issue with us. Yep. This whole online social media, Facebook, Twitter, to tie it back into that thing, has gotten out of hand, and it has infected people in everyday person-to-person relationships now. And there is some blame that obviously has to go to just the way that it is set up and the design of having the shallow online relationships and being able to be anonymous and hide behind mm-hmm. some online name and without any fear of. Because, listen, 50 years ago, you said in order to get some of these opinions out, you would had to say it to somebody's face. And 50 years ago, some of this stuff would have gotten you punched in the face. Oh, yeah and deservedly so, and that would have handled the problem right there. Yeah, and you would have learned, true. oh, I probably shouldn't say that to people. Yep. Or I probably should be a little nicer. Now, there is no repercussion, really. So it, is, it has gotten way out of hand. Part of it's to blame for that, just the whole design of how the system works now.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But
0: another part of it is how people who are supposed to be leaders in our country have been divisive instead of trying to unite people. with just the ridiculous stuff posted online that I don't even want to get into because yeah. I'll talk about for an ding, hour. Ding, ding, ding. Exactly. It's, just, only
1: prop- it's taking us backwards.
0: Yes, it is, it is like it is approved, these idiots out there, people are like, well, I can say what I want because, you know, the president said or, you know, this yeah. congressman or, you know, the leader of this corporation said or this, you know, celebrity or actor. Because I'll be honest with you, there's people on both sides who are just in attack mode all the time
2: mm-hmm.
0: that need to just chill out
1: i know i know
0: i am tired of it
1: i am tired of it too and i think it was was it james cunningham did you see that on twitter who just said yes i i I agree he said he was gonna wants to leave social media and i agree but then
0: that was literally my thought this week of you know i think i need to get away from anything online any news like and it's not just political news anymore; it's everything. It is has absolutely become ridiculous. That,
1: exactly. This is why this meme that this guy posted pissed me off. It's just like everywhere you turn, there's something, and that's yes. why you have to go to the Boundary Waters for five days and portage, Jason. Just get I, believe away. me, absolutely. Yeah.
0: I am considering doing another seven to ten days of no Twitter, no social media, no online stuff, and just hanging out with my family and doing going to places I got to go to, and doing the very minimal. Interaction with people online that I have to, which I mean, I could cut that down to almost nothing, except for people emailing me directly Mm -hmm. that need me to do things for them, and that's normally doesn't even fall into that realm because it's person to person. I know this person at least enough that we have a some sort of relationship, not just online stuff. Because I agree with James. That was literally my thought this week. Of I've got to get away from this. So James, you are onto something here. It's you're correct. I'm not going to just say I'm out of here on Twitter, but I may. I mean to take you know a few days and just be like I, I can't look at this anymore
1: yeah and then and I don't
0: even I'm not even on Facebook so I can't imagine the you know cesspool that that thing is
1: yeah well thank goodness I don't need to get on there very often but once in a while that uh, something has made brought to my attention and I need to look at it um, uh, but you know and he also but he also said but then I think about all the friendships I've made from the yes the, and then he called out a bunch of us littles and are named a few bunch of us littles and I agree with that too like it's just been absolutely I don't know what the solution is, but I'll tell you this much. Increasing it to 100, 200 and 100, 240 characters or whatever Twitter's going to do. I don't 280. think 280. I don't think that's the, the solution.
0: Oh, no. No. I would go the opposite and say make it 70. Yeah. Here's the thing. The internet is just a tool in many ways, in many definitions of that word yeah. and connotations. But the internet is a tool. It is the people that you associate or people that you come across on there or that you interact with that make it a great or an awful experience. Yes. Just like in real life. So what I'm trying to do is ignore everything that is, I don't know this person. They're just posting a bunch of nonsense and the bad kind of nonsense. I mean, we're, we're into nonsense, but the good kind of nonsense, right? But posting just bad nonsense versus people like James is saying that are, you know, people that we've gotten to know because of, this tool called the internet Mm
2: -hmm.
0: that it's just like everything else. There are a few bad people or people who are ignorant or people who are purposely trying to cause problems or that are just jerks Mm -hmm. by nature that ruin everything for everybody else. And so I am going to do whatever I can to eliminate that little or maybe sizable at this point portion and ignore that and focus on, The people that I've met, or and you know, could you know, good people that could meet that that are actually trying to make things better and focus on that online, and just get rid of the this garbage as much as possible. I think that's the solution—not just you know, completely cut it out, but honestly, maybe for you know a short amount of time, just get away from it because that would help too.
1: Yeah, I think it's good to get away for like when I went to the Boundary Waters for a few days. Yeah, just and remember what it was like pre-internet.
0: Yes. It was a dream. Well, the internet's awesome. People ruin the internet.
2: Absolutely. People
0: have ruined. Greedy people, jerks, have ruined this awesome tool. It's, I mean, but that's everything.
2: Yes.
0: There's a section, there's a subset of humanity that ruins every awesome thing that comes along. I agree. And it's just, we can't help ourselves. I know. And we all maybe contribute to that in some little amount at some point. But there are people who are, share more of the blame, should take shoulder more of the blame than that than others for certain.
1: Yeah, these little, these punk girls that went running down to the stage ruined my experience day one because <laughs> I felt like I had to stay. So there you go.
0: Yeah, because it's all about you.
1: And then it became part, then I became part of the problem.
0: Yeah, I don't see how it can all about be all about you, though, when it's all about me, really.
1: I know it's all about me and you. Yeah, all about number one.
0: mean Oh, I want to, before, before we end this segment, I want to give, because this fits into this, I want to give an update on the broken arm. Please. Okay, so, you know, went to the doctor uh, last week, the end of the week, after the after was after the podcast came out last week, um, to do a, a check to see how long she'd have to be in the cast. And the good news is, it's going to only be like two more weeks. Wow. She's a superhuman, and it's going to heal in half the time that yeah. normal elbows heal. That's so that's fabulous. that's great. So it's only a couple more weeks and we're done with that. Yeah. Or they think that we have to go back, but that's that the doctor was like this is healing amazingly fast. You know, you might be they said 8 weeks you'll be done. You might be done in less than less than 3 or 4. So, anyway. So that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, that
1: surprises me.
0: I did run into a lot of condescension over the phone. This is this is another customer service person at the doctor's office who was just like just so like I'm tired of dealing with you and it's my job to deal with you but I like, I mean, I, don't I, like I, I was just like hey can I make an appointment and she's like yeah I guess you can I just, it's just ridiculous stuff like that Ugh. and so we go in there and all of that aside the worst part of this broken arm saga even worse than the break and the you know having to rush and stay up late at the emergency room and all the ridiculous amount of money it's probably going to cost cuz the emergency room bills are insane uh huh The worst part of this by far is we go into the doctor's office at this recheck at the orthopedic doctor last week, and the TV in the lobby that plays, you know, like the kids movies, Yep. is set to 120 hertz and has motion plus on. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That is a crime against children to make them watch this. It's so awful. That is by far the worst part of this whole broken arm thing. What That's is 120 offensive to me.
1: hertz? What does that mean? Does that mean it's, it's really like the, loud? It's the
0: speed of... No, 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 no. It's the picture. It's oh, the, the speed picture. of how fast it updates. It's like... And when you set it to that, and this Motion Plus stuff, which is like smoothing or... It, Motion Plus is like the Samsung version of it, but there's like different names of it. Basically, what it is is frame interpolation, and it takes and puts like the frames to double them up to how fast it's updating the, in front of you. Because, you know, when I say 120 hertz, it's like... Oh, most stuff is filmed at 24 or 29 frames per second. Okay. And your eye, I don't think, can really go past much past, like, some people say 30 and some people say 60, I've heard. But 60 frames per second, once you get past that, it's really hard to distinguish any kind of visual. Like, that's how, that's how fast, like, think about it as, like, the shutter in a camera. Okay, yeah. If it was flashing or, like, animation. That's a better way to describe it. Animation, you have animated cells, and it's a, animation is just a bunch of stills That you put together really fast Mm -hmm, and it makes it look like something's moving. Right. So how many frames of animation per second determine how smooth it is? Most movies are 24 frames per second or 24 point something. And then a lot of stuff is 29 like on TV. When you look at like soap operas, that's filmed at like 60 frames per second. So, it's why when you see like a soap opera on a really like on a TV that can really support that, like a 120 hertz TV with this motion plus stuff, which interpolates and adds more frames in there, it looks like they're not like fitting into the background. It looks like hyper, like overly realistic. And it it makes your brain go, you you know what I'm talking about, this soap opera effect. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think I do now. Have seen this before? Yes. So, they had this on in a kids' movie, and the kids were sitting there watching it, and I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're ruining kids. Come on. Do you think they don't, had any idea? Don't get them used to watching this.
1: What they were doing?
0: No. That's more offensive that yes. they didn't even know.
1: Yeah. Did you, did you inform them in a constructive manner?
0: No, I did not.
1: Yeah. Man, because I can't. Do you think, is that something? You know I why? Get, you know why I didn't? Why?
0: You know why I didn't inform them? Because I, I, I actually don't care.
1: Yeah. Well, then it's not worth your time.
0: There you go. I'd rather just complain about it on a podcast.
1: Yeah, I, I understand.
0: What were you going to ask?
1: Um, I don't remember. Doesn't matter. Works for me.
0: Yeah. I don't care. Do we have a cast on the show this week? Answer no or yes. It's a binary thing. Do we have a cast? Do we have a cast? Do we have a cast? Answer no or yes.
1: Um, no.
0: Hey, y'all. Just a quick update as we enter into this last week of September. It's currently 90 degrees, and the moon is in a waxing gibbous phase. If you'd like to leave us feedback, you can reach us on Twitter at SpeakTangents, via email at SpeakingOfTangentsPodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to iTunes and leave us a review. We would greatly appreciate it, and you might also get something for it in return, you know, besides just the pure satisfaction. So do we have any feedback this week?
1: Well, yes, we do. And, you know, speaking of broken arms, speaking of the Destroyer's broken arm, we'll start with yes. some of the feedback about that. First from Patrick Moffat, at Moffat Patrick. Pink Donuts, the 3.15 a.m. breakfast of champions around the globe. Keep taking names, Destroyer.
0: There we go. <laughs> I uh, appreciate that, Patrick.
1: Yeah. And then Luke Overby, at Luke Overby. He said Luke's wife and Luke's child broke their arm in the same week. Luke's wife got the violence in the home question multiple times. Yeah, that's, I that's a rough one. I think can't. I tweeted it. Yeah. That's tough. That, that is a tough, tough week. And then, you know, Mary Faye Randolph at Mary F-E-T-X, she made a pun. There's nothing humorous about breaking one's humorous.
2: That's a pun? Yes. It's a funny pun to me.
0: <laughs> I laughed. I just didn't know that was a pun.
1: Well, I don't know. What is it? What would you call it?
0: Um, I guess it's a pun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a it's homophone. A jo- it's a, yeah, that's true. Hmm. I appreciate it. I, I laughed. I thought, yeah, I thought it was good. <laughs> now, I got thrown off by the, it's a pun.
1: Yeah, it's, let, let's just say it, it's funny. How about that?
0: It's a joke. Yes. It's a joke. It's probably a pun. You're right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Clarifications. James Cunningham, we talked about him earlier at James Ivy 1978.
0: Mm-hmm. My
1: wife is Jewish and calls her grandparents Mimi and Pappy. She told me it's a Jewish thing.
2: Oh, cool.
1: Do you have anyone in your family who's Jewish, Jason?
0: No. Okay. So I don't, I, but honestly, knowing my family,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I can see them, you know, see, hearing this and being like, oh, that's cool. We're going to co-op that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, John Miller at JKM 563 said, KJ, Star Wars. Lots of crickets after that one. <laughs> <laughs> and he's referring to the New Hope four.
0: James is the New Hope of Cunningham's. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I looked it you, up. You, after you I understand finished.
0: what I'm? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I still have no idea. I mean, I had no idea at all at the time that you were talking about Star Wars.
0: Right. You know. You get it now, though, right?
1: Not really. I mean, I. it's a, I don't even know. Oh, what come that, on. The New Hope isn't that? Isn't that one of the? It's titles the fourth of the Star fourth Wars Star movie, Wars, right? Yeah. Yes. So yes. That's, that's
0: the subtitle. Got it. It's Star All Wars 4, right. A New Hope.
1: Got it. So a new hope yeah. of Cunningham's. Yes.
0: Yeah, because he's the fourth. Yes, I get it. <laughs> yeah. okay. I'm um, just making sure now. <laughs> I'm not
1: Now this tweet is from Brad Weiss at one Brad Weiss's account, but it kind of looks to me like it might be coming from his dog Peanut. Not oh. sure. But there's a picture of Peanut and Peanut looks like he's got something to say. Okay. And here's the tweet. I know chihuahuas. Chihuahuas are my friends. And Skippy John Jones is no chihuahua. Seriously, dude, it's a Siamese cat.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And, and speaking of... I thought he
0: was going to say it was a chihuahua.
1: Well, and speaking of chihuahuas, Tooth Decay at Tooth... I mean, Todd Take at Tooth Decay
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> tweeted us and said, My childhood chihuahua word was dashund. 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 Dachshund." Depends on dachshund. how you do it.
0: And that's he said, it still
1: it. gets me to this day.
0: Yeah, apparently, it gets a lot of people, me and you included.
1: The way I say it is, when I read it, I, it throws me off. But the way I say it is dachshund.
0: Doxin, yeah. I wonder how he said it, like, as a kid. Is it dachshund? Because that's what it looks like.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah it does. At, well, and speaking of pronunciations, Michelle Miller at ER Nurse MEM sent us a, tweet that said pronounce and then i'll spell the word okay p-e-r-s-e-p-h-o-n-e persephone persephone yes that's what i would Mm -hmm. say too but i guess if you look at it it's persephone
0: yeah persephone (laughs) yeah that's you know i think it's uh i think persephone was one of the minor greek gods goddesses or something like that right
1: I think you're right. When I originated, when I saw when I first saw that tweet, I was in Nashville, and I asked my brother how would you pronounce this, and he says, "Oh, that's Persephone," and he went on to talk about something Greek. So I'm assuming yeah. that you guys are probably right. I haven't well, heard you know of the Persephone first...
0: really. I mean, I have probably seen...
1: have, but I don't. That's not knowledge that I've retained.
0: Have you seen The Matrix Reloaded? No. Okay, Persephone is played in that movie by Monica Bellucci and if you see it you will not forget it.
1: Okay, well, I'll have to go see it. You then. will
0: remember Persephone. Um well,
1: you I know still who have... Monica
0: Bellucci is, right? No. She's an Italian actress.
1: No, but I'll definitely look that up.
0: Yeah, you need to look up Monica Bellucci.
1: Okay, I'll do that. And I will I I I do need to watch Matrix over again. Not Reloaded, but the first one.
0: Yeah, you should watch the first one and the second one. It's worth it. Just okay. stop watching after. Stop watching it after the climactic part at the very end happens.
1: Yes, because you were. Isn't this the movie you wanted to change the ending for for your kids? Yeah, I want to. I
0: want to edit it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. One more thing on um, pronunciations. Bob Walsh mm-hmm. at Adadiah says, "OMG, Saliza, so this am on CNN." So this is what Saliza said on on. That CNN. is
0: a lot of initialization right there. That
1: <laughs> is. Trump has always been reticent to release tax records, so Bob asks, "Can Loomis Chafee revoke his diploma?"
0: For many reasons, yes.
1: And I say, I you know, I think they should seriously consider it. They shouldn't be, uh, they shouldn't be reluctant to do so.
0: There you go. <laughs> they shouldn't be reticent to do so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. <laughs> now, Coolant Claire at Coolant Claire says, thank mm-hmm. you for the flutter. <laughs> I can't get that word right. <laughs>
0: Speaking thank of you, pronunciations.
1: <laughs> thank you for the fluffernutter shout out. At the end of Speaking of Tangents, Buffalo Alice, which is me, KJ. Hashtag listen all the way to the end. Hashtag can't miss the snow peas.
0: I agree. Those are two great hashtags. Listen all the way to the end. You never yes. know what might happen at the right. end. Right. Uh,
1: and Aunt and, and, and Claire also wants to know, Who was Big Sexy first, Jason Whitlock or Bartolo Colon? Mm. And I don't know. Uh, Let's file that in a way to, in the category of things that I don't know. Um, And don't care about. Yeah, I don't care. If I had to choose just by title who I thought was more deserving of Big Sexy, I might choose Jason Whitlock.
0: He certainly seems bigger.
1: He does. Big, yeah. Both, yes.
0: I've heard Big Sexy applied to a bunch of different people. It's like calling somebody Big Cat. Yeah. You know. Yep. There's four or five people that have that nickname that are famous. At least.
1: Well, Jason Whitlock and Bartolo are the only ones that I can say off the top of my head.
0: Uh, let me go type Big Sexy into Google in here. I'm feeling lucky and see what comes up.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Bartolo Colon comes right up. first. First thing. Oh, well, he has Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Bartolo Colon applies for big sexy trademark. No. In May 18th of 2016.
1: Wow, I didn't know so that. So I guess
0: the answer is definitively Bartolo, Bartolo Colon. Colon.
1: There we go. Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk a little fantasy football. The rejects rejects at Raju's rejects tweeted us week 3 updates. Jason mm-hmm. continues on a record pace. The Hall of Famer and now Well, <laughs> well yeah. The Hall of um, Famer and now T O T Y Toddy, congrats, is pounding mm-hmm. Patrick Moffat early. Rob Berg had the best Thursday in the history of fantasy football, and it is Adam Benson's birthday today. Good luck this mm-hmm. weekend. We hope everyone loses.
0: Well, I lost. Yes. To you Adam Benson.
1: You lost to Adam Benson. You this is your first loss mm-hmm. loss, I yes. think, right? And Jen Babbish, uh,
0: as far as I know, yeah.
1: Jen Babbish tweeted out at J Babs Sports Chick. So Gurley has two touchdowns so far. Somewhere, someone is laughing. And that would be me. And she tagged me because she knows that I had him last year, and he did <laughs> crapola for me.
0: He was awful last year, and I knew this year he was going to rebound. That's why I drafted him.
1: Yeah, and I think I just responded that I, I think I said I ain't or so. I don't know what I said, and I forgot actually that you had him. And so when you <laughs> tweeted, I think I know. I think I might know or it made me I, 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 I really think I tweeted. Made me it, I left.
0: wonder I wonder who has him on their team.
1: Yeah. But he didn't help you enough because you ended up losing to Adam Benson.
0: No, he had 34 points. The problem and this is why you cannot ever care about fantasy football is Russell Wilson, the quarterback for the Seahawks who had just been, you know, in the single digits the last the first two weeks of the season, got like yeah. 42 points. And my quarterback David Carr of the Raiders, who played the Redskins, which should have, you know, by all rights, been 20-something points, mm-hmm, and I would have yes. won, scored like four points. So, I, yeah. fantasy football, ridiculous. It's, you might as well, you know, be just throwing dice out there and, you know, or playing roulette. So, it's whatever.
1: Yeah, well, can't I, care picked about the, it. I picked the Raiders to beat the Redskins. That was wrong. They should have. Yeah. And you're telling me that Russell Wilson had 42 points, but they didn't beat the Titans, yes. did they?
0: I don't think so. I That's actually, how stupid it is.
1: I actually picked the Titans. I got that one right.
0: Oh, um I tried to I see I'm in this pick leagues too, picks league too, mm-hmm. and I've tried twice to get in to make picks for the last for the first two weeks and now I've given up because it never something it doesn't set mine or it doesn't work or whatever so I have I'm in the league. I'm going to come in last because I'm going to have zero picks made the entire season.
1: Have you reached out to the commissioner Anita from Alaska?
0: No, because uh, I got too much going on. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, so I basically, really you don't care. Uh, I'm in the I'm in the I'm in the league for the community. The you know the e- being on the email chain whenever somebody emails and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's all I need. Yeah. I don't really care about picking the games. Um, I'm not even watching football this year.
1: I well certainly Sunday I didn't see a game at all because of the festival, and then Monday I didn't see the game because we were flying home. So I didn't see one mm-hmm. game, one football game all week, and I did not miss it. And mm-hmm. partly that could be because baseball's still going on, because I really don't care about football until baseball's over.
0: And I really don't care about baseball, because in like, I think, 15 days or 20 days, something like that, the NFL's coming back. I mean, not the NFL, <laughs> what am I saying? The so NBA, in like, uh, yes. in like 30 days, the NBA comes back. So that's
1: Yeah, I'm excited and, for that.
0: Just some of the stuff that's happened this offseason is going to make, like, even, like, the regular season games, at least at first, just to see the new composition of some of these new super teams that are coming together. Uh, it's, it's, that's interesting to me. I, I'd, I'd much rather watch that than NFL now, or certainly baseball.
1: Well, I baseball and then the, N, the NBA is next for me, I think.
2: Be, it, yeah.
1: There's, a, some, there's some exciting stuff going on. The Celtics should be way better. You think, you, you'd mm-hmm. think. Carmelo Anthony got traded, and it barely made a headline. So, it it's going to be exciting. Well, I mean,
0: it's the Thunder, the Oklahoma City Thunder, are going to be interesting to watch, even if they have a meltdown. Yes, they are. With you know Russell Westbrook, you know killing (laughs) somebody on the court. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would not put it past that. That's you know, it's got to be at least you know a one percent chance of happening during the season. True.
1: Um, True. He he's just you know
0: and he would murder them just by looking at them hard enough and they would just like fall over dead. So.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: but this stuff the other thing with the NBA is the just the you saw LeBron James tweet you bum, right?
1: No, I didn't. Who was he at talking At Trump? No.
0: <laughs> yes, you yeah. did not see this?
1: No, I try not to really look at Twitter much.
0: He, he was like when the whole situation of when the Warriors said we don't think we're going to go to the White House because of who's in the White House. And Trump was like, hesitate on the invite. You're no, you're no longer invited. Right. I knew which about is,
1: that, which is so.
0: So ridiculously childish.
1: Elementary, yes.
0: Yeah, we don't even have to talk about that anymore. No. It's just childish. So the, LeBron's response to that was, you bum. <laughs> they already said they weren't coming. What, what do you not understand about invites? Basically just. Re- and I was like, okay, that's, I'm in.
2: Uh-huh. Yep.
0: <laughs> you know, Whatever. Yeah, it's Just,
1: it's fun. It's fun to watch. I'm hoping to go to a couple NBA games this year. The, the Timberwolves, I'm not a fan of the Timberwolves, oh, cool. but they're they're good. It should be fun to watch.
0: Um do they have I always confuse the Timberwolves and the Milwaukee Bucks. The Timberwolves have Carl anthony Towns. Yes. And Jimmy Butler got traded to them, yes. right?
1: Yes. Yep. Okay. And um who's their other guy? The guy that um LeBron didn't want to play with and they traded him away. Wiggins. Yeah, Wiggins.
0: Yeah, so they have a pretty good team.
1: They do, yeah. and then Competitive, they have at
0: least, and fun to watch.
1: The former Bulls coach, now reunited Thibodeau. with Jimmy Butler. Yes, Thibodeau.
0: Thibodeau or Thibodeau, depending on your exactly. view of pronunciations.
1: And I would always call that Thibodeau because Thibodeau is the town that I used to live in, uh, that I used to live in Louisiana, where yes. I used
0: to I, live. I, I, I'm pretty sure he actually says Thibodeau. It's, that's, yeah. that's it's how
1: spelled differently, it. but it's Thibodeau to me. Yeah. Shout out Thibodeau. I, not the person, but the town.
0: I was going to say. <laughs> well, which would be people, multiple people. Yes, people. Yes. And probably some people there with that name.
1: More than likely, yes. It's very, yeah. very um, French, Cajun area.
0: Yes. Yes. So the the fact that I just said I confuse M- Minnesota and Milwaukee all the time, you had nothing to say about that? It's well, basically the same place to me.
1: It's totally, they're so different. but.
0: I know, but it's like if you don't live there and you're not from there, you're just like it's it's all the same. Yeah. Once you get up like past Chicago, it's like it's all the same. Do you get to Canada?
1: I can understand people thinking that, but no. Minneapolis and Milwaukee are very very different cities, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to bash one city over the other.
0: Oh, sounds I'm, like you have a favorite.
1: Um, I do like the B- Bucks uniform. The uniforms they're kind of cool. Yeah, is that the deer? Yeah. Yeah. The buck. Mm-hmm. And they have the great um, player from that they call the, the big Greek or the tall Greek or what are they calling? <laughs> What's <laughs> his name? Keep going. You're close. Uh, the, I, Greek
0: is in there. Greek. And, what, and nicknames oh, the Greek, rhyme a lot of times. The,
1: the Greek freak. The freak.
0: Yeah. There you go. The Greek freak. Greek freak. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. You want to try to pronounce his name? No. Giannis Atentakoupo. That's
1: a great name.
0: That is a great name. And, you know, it's kind of like it being Greek. It's like Persephone, also a great name.
1: Or Persephone.
0: Yeah, Persephone. We should have some more. There should be some more girls named Persephone. I'm sure that there are, but, uh, but you don't hear that name very often. I don't, no. As a matter of fact, I don't know if I've ever heard of anybody named that. I've never I met like a Greek. girl
1: named Persephone.
0: I like the female Greek names a lot.
1: What are some other ones? Like Athena. Oh, yeah. I That's have met name. someone named Athena. Hmm. So, did anything else happen to you this week?
0: Um. Actually, yeah. Um. Is that all the feedback?
1: That's all the feedback.
0: Oh, so I'll tell this story about this ridiculous thing. Personal feedback, because I I actually want some feedback on this story. So this oh, is okay. technically part of feedback. So I go to take I pick up my kid at school, my daughter, because of the broken arm. Uh-huh. Um, I'm picking her up, dropping off, picking her up every day. It's hard to get up, bus steps, all this stuff. Long story short, I take her to the the convenience store that's part of the gas station that's up the street from us. And we're in there and we're waiting in line because I'm getting our ice cream, basically is what it is. So she's got her ice cream. We're standing in line. And this woman in front of us who is probably mid-50s, early 60s maybe, um, she has like, like spiky short hair, uh, gray hair, um, just very, you know, uh, grandmotherly kind of look to her, mm-hmm. um, she's buying lottery tickets, and she's buying, like, like the scratch-off. Okay. She's buying, like, an armload of these things. I mean, she's, she, she was already in line talking to the girl behind the counter when I walked up, and she just kept going and going out on a number one, and three of this one, and four of this one, and just kept talking. As I'm waiting in line behind her, I hear, all of a sudden, just blaring, who let the dogs out? The chorus, like mm-hmm. over and over, like repeating, just like the "Who let the dogs out?" Who, who? who just who. over and over, over and over. And where and is I it realize coming from? It's her cell phone in her purse, and that's the ringtone. It's her
1: ringtone.
0: This grandmother <laughs> age, because she's got like a little kid with her. And I'm like, there's no way that's her kid. It's her grandkid. It has to be because uh-huh. it's you know like a three year old kid. This grandmother that has "Who let the dogs out?" blaring as her ringtone in her purse it's in her purse and it's still loud to me it's like zipped up in her purse so i know she's got it you know, gotta turn it's got to be cranked up. up yeah yeah and i know she's not deaf because she's talking to the lady behind the counter in a normal volume voice and the lady behind the counter is talking to her and i can barely hear her and i mean so i know it's not like people were having to yell at her she keeps ordering the lottery tickets
1: through the phone she doesn't stop
0: a, yeah doesn't acknowledge that the phone is ringing or that who let the dogs out chorus from what, 20 years ago, At least. which was, which was popular for about 30 seconds. Yeah. Is blaring in this really small, like convenience store. And another guy behind the counter walks out to the other register and motions to me, come on, I'll, I'll get you over here. Cause I got, you know, one thing I'm buying and this woman's buying an armload of lottery tickets. So I'll go over to the other register and I just look at this guy, and he has this funny look on his face, and we just start laughing. <laughs> and I pay for my stuff, and I leave. And as I'm leaving, it's still blaring, and she's still ordering lottery tickets. And
1: so I am oh, super ahead.
0: confused about this.
1: What part is confusing? The fact that she has that as a ringtone? Number the, one. Okay, number one. That's confusing. I would agree. Yes. Number two, she's not answering the phone.
0: Yes. What is going on? I it, I was started looking around like, it's somebody filming this? What <laughs> What is happening here? This she, is crazy.
1: She didn't want anyone to know that that was coming from her phone, so she ignored it.
0: Did she think that people would be like, hmm, I wonder. It's only like two customers in here and two people behind the counter. I wonder where that's coming from. Did she think that nobody would know? And if that's the case, why would you make that your ringtone if you're going to be embarrassed when it goes off in public And you would always that it, the whole thing, it's like levels to this that I, the more I thought about it, the more I was like perplexed (laughs) by the whole thing. And so I finally just had to give up and go, I have no explanation for this. Did this really happen? And if the guy behind the counter hadn't looked at me and we started laughing and it was the look of what is going on here? We don't want to make fun of this woman to her face, but what, what is happening is this actually happening? If that, had, if that hadn't taken place with me and that guy, I would have been like, did this actually happen?
1: Yeah, you felt what? like you were in some episode of, what, Twilight Zone or something? Like,
0: what yeah, is going or, on yeah, Black Mirror, yeah. Yeah. Which is the new, new, you know, new technology, in, yeah. Twilight Zone. I, it, I, I want don't. to know if anybody has any explanation for what, what could have, what? I, I don't even know what questions to ask about this other than what, is, what was going on there.
1: So you don't, but you've been in you've been in stores before where someone's phone has gone off and they haven't answered it, right?
0: No, a not lot. for minutes at a time. I mean minutes.
1: So it, yeah, minutes. if it was that long, someone really wanted to get a hold of her. You'd think that she would answer it. I or cannot mute the exp- phone. Yeah, and I cannot. Exp- that's true. Mute the phone. She was in an in-depth conversation. She was she ordering didn't even lottery flinch.
2: tickets.
0: She didn't move. She didn't touch. Like, I've seen people, like, fumble in their bag or, like, pat their, you know, purse or whatever or their pocket. You know, like, that's going to stop it. Right. Uh, But, like, or at least make some sort of indication that they realize that this is happening.
2: She didn't want anybody to know. the fact that she
0: didn't even, that didn't make any sense to me.
1: I know, because she was, it was just you and her and the two tellers, right?
0: Why would she set her ringtone to that if she would be embarrassed and didn't want people to know that that was her phone? You pick a person. It's not like the phone came with who let the dogs no. out as the ringtone. Okay, so She chose that particular. She downloaded that. She went and got that yes. and chose that and put that on her phone. Or somebody did that to her as a joke and she yep. didn't realize it was her phone is, that could is be. what I've now come to. So or, I think I have saw my own problem.
1: It could have been that it, it was a ringtone for just one specific person and she knew that person was calling and she didn't want to talk to that person.
0: Why wouldn't you mute the phone then? No, I, I mean, I have an iPhone. I I've, never had an, I've never had an Android phone, so I don't know this for sure. But I'm assuming every phone is like has the option where you just press a button and it mutes the ringer.
1: Yeah, maybe she had a Windows don't phone. They? they probably don't.
0: A Windows phone. <laughs> does, does anybody have – does it exist anymore? I don't maybe know. Maybe it's a Pixel, yeah, which maybe. is the Google phone.
1: Yeah. I, I can't I, explain I just, it. I don't know why you would pick that song as a ringtone. And I don't know why you I literally read the phone. Yeah.
0: Who? I mean,
1: I can understand. How old is who let it. the dogs out? I don't know. I 25 years, either. 20 years.
0: No, 20. It's what it was. A, it was in the 2000s, wasn't it? OK, now we're going to look this up because okay. I am. I don't know. This is. We're going to go to deep dive investigation. And I can't remember. Speaking who of s- tangents, investigates. Who
1: sung it? Who sang who? Who who's who? Oh, who made it up? Who,
0: without even looking it up, I can tell you it's the Baha Man. Oh yeah,
1: one hit wonders,
0: right? They didn't have any other yes. hits. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Okay. I love it that when I type out "Who Let the Dogs Out" into Google, you know, it gives you these options of yes. you know, yeah, things that are the most popular searches, and the number one is "Who Let the Dogs Out," meaning
2: <laughs> <laughs> like
1: who, somebody's who is doing that.
0: <laughs> Multiple people looking up for. Uh the th- I want to know the meaning. I want to know the real meaning behind who let the dogs out. <laughs> woof, woof. Woof, woof. Woof. Yeah. Um deep questions. 2000, 17 years ago.
1: Oh, 2000. So this was yes. after I graduated high school. Okay. I'm
0: sorry. Grammy award-winning who let the dogs out.
1: Oh, well there you go. That's then that makes having it as a ringtone that makes perfect sense.
0: So now the Grammys can officially get out of here for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> if that won a Grammy Award.
1: And I, Yeah. I didn't know they won a Grammy. I did not know it won a Grammy.
0: So less than 20 years ago, but still eight, 17, 18 years ago, this song came out. This woman who is considerably older than me has it on her phone as a ringtone I, and doesn't answer it. And it's super loud. And she's ordering probably i heard her order at least 25 lottery tickets Mm scratch-offs and that might be you know 30 40 50 dollars worth of lottery tickets
1: that might be part of the explanation there
0: i don't i don't understand any of this
1: well i'm gonna fall back on the langhorne slim lyric life is confusing and people are insane
0: (laughs) Is is there anything else you have for this week
1: no, I think that'll
0: do it. Okay, bye.
1: Bye. Speaking of tangents, is brought to you by KJ Onsted and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onsted. Created by KJ Onsted and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onsted and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Visual effects by KJ Onsted and Jason Fuse. Speaking of visuals, did you see that the Minnesota Twins have clinched a postseason berth?
0: No, I did not.
1: Yes, yes they have. Now, more than likely, they're going to play the New York Yankees in New York next Tuesday for a one-game wildcard playoff. And yes, yes, I know, I know that I have a better chance of Justin Timberlake looking me in the eye than they do at beating the Yankees at home. But just let me have this, okay? Graphics by Jason Fuse.
2: I love snow peas. And I love you. Bye-bye.